Hello and welcome to The Bride Tender. I'm your host, S.D. Gordon, um, but you can also refer to me as Minister S.D. Gordon because yesterday I decided to just do a thing and sign myself up to get ordained. It's a, it, was, it was pretty quick, but um, yeah, these are the things going on here in quarantine. And I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a drink and let's talk all things weddings. Today, I'm so lucky and woke up on the right side of the bed for this <laughs> conversation with my work wife, Lauren Jesso. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, and I actually love that you got ordained because it's one of my long-term goals to marry a couple. I'm so jealous. So I think I'm going to add that to my to-do list for the remainder of quarantine, however long that may last. Right? See, I feel like this is just the time, you know, to just go after these like goals that we wanted. And uh, I've been saying that I wanted to do that for a long time. And then yesterday I was just sitting here bored and I'm like, you know what? Let me just do it. It cost me about $25. So, it's, you know, big investment, big spender. There's no time <laughs> like the present as we all like. <laughs> exactly. So now Lauren is not only a staple in the wedding industry, but she is also just She's not even just your modern day married wife, okay? She does it all. And I really mean that. She's here to spill all the tea on her wedding, but I just want to give you a little background on her. Um, you know, she gets up in the morning, she does the Peloton at 5:30, she takes care of her two dogs, she cooks three meals a day, she bakes, she she works out, she's, you know, I look up to her because I don't do a lot of those things. But <laughs> you're too sweet. <laughs> so I have her on today. She's going to talk about, you know, how she met her husband, um, you know, her engagement and all the plans that went into her wedding because you know what, especially when somebody in the industry gets married, they really have the inside scoop on all good vendors and good places and how long it should take to book something. And I felt that, you know, she's so super organized, so detail oriented and the best one to come on the podcast and give some of, you know, our, our current brides who are in the process of planning, you know, some advice and some guidance for their day. Well, I'm so, very excited to share and I'm an open book. So ask away. I know it's definitely a hard time to be a bride right now especially from our point of view and being on the other side as an actual bride planning all these little details because given the circumstances it's not ideal for events but all I can say on that is that you have to make the most out of what's going on so the only way to look at it would be to put a positive spin on it and kind of just take the extra time to explore options, see, you know, maybe you can spend a little more money on some of the things you were looking to get for your wedding, but might have been out of budget. If you have extra time to save up now, there's a ton that you can do in this time. So just try to make the most of it. Yep. See, 
this is why she's on the podcast, you know, she's a shining light <laughs> in a dark, dark time. <laughs> so now first things first, we would be a little RDH. And if you don't know what RDH means, it means that we would be remiss, devastated, maybe even heartbroken. Okay. If we didn't mention your husband, Dustin, <laughs> and for those of you, now you know what RDH means, we're two toasters, so I had to throw it in there. Um, how did you and Dustin meet? So it's actually a funny story. When I was out of college, you know, you're in that weird phase in your time of life where you don't know what you want to do. You're kind of figuring things out, trying to take any opportunities that come my mom worked for a dentist's office in Brewster, New York, where I grew up, and they had asked me to be the marketing director at the office. Now, I didn't major in marketing, so obviously had no idea what I was doing, but figured I'd just make <laughs> the most of it, like we all do. Um, and they had gotten an opportunity to be the official dentist of the Brewster Bulldogs. So obviously most of you don't know me, but my husband played minor league professional hockey. So every hockey team needs a dentist because when they do get hit in the face, that's the first call. So we obviously took the opportunity with open arms and I met Dustin while he was playing hockey. So we actually met at the dentist office when he came in for his new patient exam. I walked into the room to give him a gift and made a fool of myself and knocked everything <laughs> off of the walls. I was mortified. And then I added him on Facebook and the rest was history. <laughs> My favorite part of this story is that like that this story modern day now 2020 would be like I slid into his DMs. Literally I like... slid into his Facebook <laughs> messenger. <laughs> <laughs> and when Lauren told me this story for the first time, I was like, one, there's truly hope for me if I decide <laughs> to do something like that, which I, we, we both know in my experience, I'm not above doing that. And I have done it, <laughs> um, but this story cracked me up. It really did. Not to mention, I did read a book that I recommended to Esty yep. called Get the Guy. Mm -hmm. It I read it probably about six months before I met Dustin. And I swear to you, I'm a big believer in fate and everything happens for a reason. So, I mean, it may have been attributed to the book. It could have been something else, but... I definitely suggest that book to anyone that is out there looking for a good read. You know, it's fun. It's definitely from a different perspective. So I highly recommend it. Yep. And I, and I did read it. I did read it in <laughs> February. I read the whole thing. So six, for, six months from then, which would be August, I'm expecting <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> it might not happen at the dentist's office, but, uh, We'll figure something out and maybe I will slide into your DMs. Who knows? You know, <laughs> life is short, you know, take the risk. So now how long did you guys date before getting engaged? So we dated for about a year and a half. So we started dating in January of 2016, right before I started my new job, 
where Esty joined me a little later on, but we started dating. Dustin is also from Toronto and with minor league hockey, there's a lot of traveling. So we did long distance almost the entire time we were dating. So from January, 2016 to July, 2017, we were dating and then we got engaged in July, 2017. And how long were you guys engaged for, you know, up until like your wedding like how long was your engagement just over a year so we got married in August of 2018 um I kind of knew exactly what I wanted so I mean being in the wedding industry helped a lot I had everything in mind I knew exactly what I was looking for the themes the colors the vendors all that kind of stuff So once we got engaged, I just had to find them all. And I think a year is plenty of time to be engaged. You know, if it's the right person and the right time and the budget's right and you can go for it, I don't think you need more than that. Obviously, everyone has their reasons for extending engagements and doing short-term engagements, but do what works for you because a year was great. It was enough time for Dustin to moved to the States so we could find an apartment and live together, which is a whole new experience. (laughs) Um, And he was actually able to file for his visa, which is pretty exciting. So he is on his way to becoming an American, which I'm really excited about, even though I do love Canada. And we try to go back probably three or four times a year, I'd say. Yeah. So now you grew up in New York. Your husband is from Canada. You guys lived together in Connecticut and you got married in Rhode Island. So (laughs) what venue did you choose and what made you guys choose Rhode Island for your wedding day? So I probably since I was, I don't know, 13 and watched Made in Manhattan and The Wedding Planner and all those classic, classic movies. I knew exactly what I wanted for my wedding. I wanted a beach wedding. I wanted everyone to wear white t-shirts and blue jeans and, you know, the whole nine yards that you imagine when you're planning your dream wedding, all of that. So when we started looking at venues, I knew I wanted to get married in the summer. I whether it was June, July, August, I wanted it to be in the summer when people were off. I wanted a somewhat destination wedding, not that it was too far away for people to go to, but I wanted enough people to be able to make a weekend out of it if they wanted. So originally I had looked at places in Montauk and Montauk is absolutely beautiful. I love it there. Um, It's an incredible location for a wedding. So I started looking at places there. The only available dates, because we did get engaged in late July, were Labor Day weekend, early September, things like that. So when we started looking at costs, it was extremely expensive for Labor Day weekend, which had ended up being the weekend that we picked. So I looked into Rhode Island, which is also an amazing place 
we got married in Newport, Rhode Island at a venue called the Bolin. It's a large Sperry tent in the middle of the marina, which is beautiful. You can see the bridge. We got married on the dock. And then you have your reception in this incredible tent space that has all open sides. So it's that outdoor feel. It has the twinkle lights. It was everything I could have wished for. Now, you had, you know, being in the industry, like the inside scoop on vendors. And can you kind of paint us a little bit of a picture what your wedding looked like and some of the vendors that you use for your wedding? So whether you use the band or DJ, had outside or indoor ceremony, what your floral design was like, the cake, anything yeah. that added to the element that this was your wedding. Absolutely. So I wanted it to be very whimsical and I used the saying boho beach chic the entire time I was planning this wedding. That's all I wanted it to be. So I wanted it to be very light and airy and fun. And I, I just wanted to create an environment for people to have the best possible time. I didn't want for me, I've never been someone that's a fan of speeches and toast and the sitting and the getting up and the sitting down and the whole nine yards. So I wanted it to be very, very fun. I wanted people up and dancing. They traveled really far. I just wanted it to be an enjoyable experience for the both of us with all of our family and friends. Just something that we could remember forever. So when I started looking at vendors, being in the industry, I knew exactly what I wanted. So I pretty much picked out pictures of the exact things I wanted and I handed them off and said, if you can do this, great, you're hired. If not, then I appreciate your time, but I'm going to go elsewhere. So I found an incredible florist in Rhode Island. Um, Her name is Laura from Fig and Squill. She was absolutely incredible. She was so easy to work with. She was talented. And when we sat and met with her for the first time, I had an instant connection and I knew that it was exactly what I wanted. So for anyone looking for vendors, or if you found your vendors, make sure you build that connection with them because that is someone that you're working with for one of the most important days. And you want to feel comfortable that they understand your vision and that they will do what they have to to create that vision for you. So as far as photographers go, I work at the New York Botanical Garden doing weddings. And I met a couple, Brittany and John Hahn, about, I think it was 2016 that I met them. They did a wedding there and I fell in love with their work and the people that they were. And they were so easy to work with. I knew that when I got married, that was the first people I was going to hire. So pretty much my train of booking went venue, photographer, florist, Mm -hmm. and then band and DJ. So I had a really hard time picking. I wanted a collaborative effort with band and DJ. So I wanted it to be fun and interactive for people. I didn't want someone to just sit there playing DJ songs and I guess being in the industry, I know I keep mentioning that, but 
you do have a totally different outlook on things and you see so many different weddings and setups and the whole nine yards that it's really hard to pick what works best with your style. So I found a great band. Their name is Silver Arrow Band. They do all of New England. They're amazing. They're talented. They let you add on pieces. So if you want a larger band, you can add additional pieces. If you want a smaller band, you can do four pieces. You can do three pieces. It. We ended up going with six pieces, I believe. I really wanted a saxophonist. I wanted a trumpet. I wanted it to just be really, really fun. So I was super happy with my choice. We also had a phone call with them probably two months before the wedding. And then a week before where they finalized everything for us, they were great to work with. And again, just going back to when you pick your vendors, you want people that you can relate to. Right. It's it's very difficult to work with people that you don't get along with and you don't like working with. So I strongly suggest picking people that either your venue recommends start there and then go from there. Because if they've worked there before, it makes the venue's job easier. It makes your job easier. And lastly, I had an incredible wedding planner who I can't speak highly enough. And I know being doing this for a living, I knew I was hiring someone because this is the most important day and you don't want someone asking you a thousand questions. You don't want them going to your family or your friends or your bridal party. You just want to make sure that your planner knows everything. They relate to you guys. You're comfortable with them. So I actually did a bit of freelance work with a planner named Jen Lapari for Signature Productions. She works in Westchester. She traveled to Rhode Island for me. She's amazing and incredible and so sweet and so great to work with. And I was super lucky to have her there. Yeah, I think it definitely um, eases the day a little bit to use a planner for your wedding day um, just to take some pressure off of you as the bride. Um, I think for us, just being in the industry, the hard part we have is relinquishing that control. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I think I can speak for both of us (laughs) when, when I say that, but yeah, I think on your wedding day, it's, it's important to be able to enjoy all that. And as people who work in the industry that, you know, we're part of expediting everyone else's day. It's important to be able to really be present in your wedding day. Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, I, I do this for a living. We work through timelines. We work through vendor sheets. We do all of that with our couples. So Jen was great in the sense that she kind of let me do as much as I wanted to do. And if I didn't want to do that, or I needed her help, she was there. So it was great. I figured out the timeline that I wanted. I figured out the flow of the event that I wanted. And she just stepped in where needed. And it was so, so helpful. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's important. And I think you also touched on something, you know, about vendors and making sure that you connect with them. And I think that one of the most important parts about when you pick vendors is you want to pick people who 
understand your vision, are able to execute your vision and appreciate it, um, opposed to going to change everything that you're trying to do. Um, and just being able to, to click with them throughout the process, because most engagements are, you know, they could be anywhere from six months to two years. And you want to make sure that you establish that relationship from the beginning. Absolutely. So now you chose a two piece wedding dress, which we're going to, you know, show pictures of and everything like that. Um, I know that it looked absolutely stunning. Very boho chic. Totally went with the venue and the vibe and like outside on the water, like what you were looking for. It was, it was the perfect dress for the perfect setting. <laughs> and where did you get your dress? And how many would you say you tried on before knowing you found the one? So I actually, I'm probably unlike a lot of brides in this situation. Uh, My entire life, I've never been someone that likes ruffles and twill and lace and, you know, the whole glitz and glam of a wedding dress. So I'm very simple. I started looking on Pinterest this is probably even before Dustin and I got engaged that I started looking on Pinterest for wedding stuff, but I had pinned a dress randomly on Pinterest. Couldn't find it anywhere. I did some research after we got engaged and I found it. It was from an Australian designer called Karen Willis Holmes. She has a showroom in New York city and I made an appointment. I went and it was the first dress I tried on and (laughs) I put it on and I was like, okay, this is it. This is perfect. And we were there. So I said, you know, I'll try on a few other dresses. So I probably tried on three or four other dresses there. The girl that we worked with at the showroom was so sweet and so helpful. She was incredible. And funny enough, when we went to Paris on our honeymoon, I actually ran into her at a coffee shop. (laughs) So small world, but like of all the places, she sold me my wedding dress and I ran into her on our honeymoon. So literally so small. (laughs) But I also went to Lovely Bride in the city and I tried on probably three or four dresses there. So maybe a total of eight dresses I tried on, but the one I ended up getting was the first dress I tried on and I knew that was it. So I was super happy. I found it. It was everything I could have wished for. And the best part about it is that I can rewear the top piece over and over again. Yeah, that's true. I think part of it is when you work in the industry you seriously do know what you want that when it comes to your day, you pretty much have down as to what you want things to look like, what you want the dress to look like, your hair to look like, everything like that. Um, But also, I think it usually works out that way that the first one that you try on is almost like the one that you go with. Yeah, I think you just get a subconscious sense of a good feeling that this is everything you've imagined and you can picture yourself standing in that dress on that day. Yep, exactly. So 
Now, this was like one of my favorite questions to ask you. (laughs) And I laughed when I wrote it down. But what are some customs that you did at your wedding, whether religious or traditional, like that you wanted done? So I've been doing this at the garden for over four years now. And we do probably a hundred weddings a year. So you better believe that I've seen everything under the sun, everything imaginable. You know, I truly feel that weddings are a time to bring people together. And it's a reflection of the two of you. It's everything you want and you dreamed of and everything. So I grew up in a Catholic family going to church. I made my communion. I did all that. My parents' best friends growing up were Jewish. So, you know, I've celebrated Hanukkah. I've celebrated Passover. And I love the (laughs) Jewish holidays. I think they're incredible. I am not Jewish, but I do love celebrating them. In her past life, she is definitely Jewish. (laughs) So I did do a DNA test and I do have some Jewish blood in me. So bear with me. I, at my wedding, we ended up doing the breaking of the glass and the Hora because I think they're both so fun and I just absolutely love them. Probably like the third or fourth time I saw the breaking of a glass at a wedding ceremony at work, I cried because I thought it was so sweet. If I could have incorporated every single tradition we see, I would have. Like I love Indian weddings where they do the barat and the meeting of the families and the chanting. I think they're all incredible. And I think cultural, cultural reasons are what make weddings so special because every culture and every religion has different traditions. And I just think it's great to share with people. And it's so cool to see how people do different takes on them. Did you do anything like, there's something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Um, so actually my dress came with a blue bow sewed into it. So in the bottom piece of my dress, they sewed in like a blue ribbon, which was kind of cute. And then I wore my grandma has a, like a blue sapphire ring that I wore. And what did I have that was new? I think my shoes I use for like my something new. So um, I did something. Yeah, I pretty much did all of them, just not as prominent, I guess you could say. Did you do the bouquet toss or the garter? No, we kind of steered clear of all of those traditions. I didn't do any speeches. I wanted to have the ceremony and cocktail hour be fun and a great way for people to catch up and then we went right into introductions our first dance sat down for first course and entree and then had dancing until dessert and dessert was a ben and jerry's bar which was phenomenal and we got our wedding cake from lulu's boutique in scarsdale but of course i didn't i wanted to be different and we did a black wedding cake instead of a white wedding cake very very trendy you're so trendy (laughs) I also feel like the bouquet toss and like the garter toss is very at this point in time very old school 
Um, I think even like a lot of the weddings that we do and like weddings that I did in my former position is like, they don't really do that anymore. Yeah, I think it's very outdated. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I guess it is outdated. I think totally up to you if you want to do it or not. I just think we see it far and few in between. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say to all the brides out there that, like, think it's a good idea to do it and that it's so fun for their single friends, I just want them to know that it's not. So (laughs) if you're thinking about it and you're like, oh, no, it's such a good time. It's not. It's really not. (laughs) Don't do it. Old school. Old school. Cutting it out. It's 2020. We can can make new traditions. (laughs) So now with all the trends in the industry, um, I wanted to kind of get a little bit of a take just, um, you know, before anything about what you did for your bachelorette trip, as well as your bridal shower to kind of give some of our listeners some ideas for their pre-wedding activities. Yeah, absolutely. So my bridal shower actually took place at a Mexican restaurant because I love tacos and margaritas. So we did it very casually. I mean, it was a Sunday afternoon. Everyone came in. There was tacos. There was enchiladas, margaritas. I did not open presents. I had everyone wrap them in clear, send them to our house. I'm very grateful for you know, everyone that sent us things and got us things, but I don't typically like being the center of attention. So sitting in a chair and unwrapping presents would have been a lot for me. And I have a hard time kind of acting so surprised over (laughs) and over again. So we did the clear wrap. Everyone came in. It was very easygoing. You know, my maid of honor, who is my best friend, she planned a great day. My entire bridal party was super helpful. They decorated it perfectly. You know, my mom helped them. They all did such a great job and they really took the time to make sure it was symbolic for me and it definitely reflected me and Dustin and our relationship and all of those kind of small details come together. And it was amazing for my bachelorette party. We ended up going to Savannah. We rented a house. My very good friend, Allison actually got married about six weeks after me. So we did a joint bachelorette party, which was a lot of fun. There was 14 of us. We got this incredible house in Savannah. You know, we went to dinner. We did drinks. We went to the beach one day and we walked around and it was so much fun. It was really nice to connect with people from college and elementary school. And it was so fun and so nice to be away for a weekend. And Savannah is incredible. And there's so much history there. And the food was great. And I'm a big food person. So I highly recommend it if you are looking for places to go or things to do. There is endless amount there. Yeah, I think it's really cool that you did a lot of things um, that aren't your 
traditional bridal shower or traditional bachelorette because the truth of the matter is, is some of those some of those times can be like a little bit stuffy, like you said about the bridal shower and opening up gifts. And it takes so long sometimes um, where you just wanted everybody to have a good time and relax and like enjoy themselves on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, it's one time, hopefully one time in your life that (laughs) you just want to enjoy the moment. I think sometimes we get too wrapped up in all of the to-dos around getting married and having a shower and having a bachelorette party that I think it's very overwhelming and very stressful, not only for the bride, but the wedding party and the groom and the parents and the family and everything. And I think everyone can get wrapped up in making sure it's perfect. But at the end of the day, you really want to enjoy yourself. You want to remember those days and those moments. And I think that's what you want for yourself. Was Dustin really involved in the planning also? (laughs) So after we got engaged, I probably sent him, let's say roughly a hundred different venues and pictures of flowers and decor and he said honestly Lauren I trust you you do this for a living just pick what you want the only (laughs) thing he actually requested was our table numbers were hockey pucks so my dad made our table numbers they were stacks of hockey pucks with the numbers on them and I'm pretty sure he uses all of them now for his day-to-day life but (laughs) We did have hockey incorporated and he liked helping with the flowers and he liked helping with the food. So he, I mean, he did help. It was mostly my decisions, but he was always there to help, you know, do the invitations and like the proofs and things like that. He was, he was there if you wanted him to be there, but otherwise he let you run the show. Yes. Which, uh, honestly, yes. that's really all that the groom needs to do. <laughs> I mean, I think it's great if you have a partner that wants to take the reins and do the whole thing. But I think knowing that I was in the industry and this is something that I had a picture of, he kind of just said, I'm here if you need help. If not, I'll just sit here and go with the flow. Yeah. And I think that that works for you guys. Yeah. I mean, it was a great day. Everyone had so much fun. You know, I'm super detail oriented. So everything was pretty laid out. Even the bow ties of our groomsmen matched the colors of the bride made dresses because they did a ombre. So I, Dustin, you know, he had an impact in what colors we chose and things like that. He picked all the groomsmen's suits out. He picked his suit out. But for the most part, it was, he just helped me along the way with all of the planning and the details and those things. Which is perfect. Um, I wanted to kind of just, so with everything going on, you know, coronavirus is playing such a huge factor in today's times, as well as the economy. And 
there have been a lot of weddings that have had to postpone. We obviously know that in what we do. Um, but also, you know, just brides right now who are, you know, in that on that cusp of possibly having to postpone. They're not sure if they should um, to later dates in the year or possibly next year. What advice do you have? for brides planning their wedding right now that might be stressed out due to the pressure of what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously this is uncharted waters that we don't know what's the ending for all of this. And that's very unsettling for a lot of people. I can't imagine planning my wedding right now and not knowing if it was going to happen or not. What I can say is just make the most of it. That's truly all you can do right now because this is something that's completely out of our control. And if you are on the fence about postponing, it might be better and more settling for you to have a clear date in mind and to feel confident with your decision. And if you're like me, you like knowing an outcome. So if I was in your shoes, I would most likely push my wedding back. If I knew that this was going through the fall, I think you can take it on a month to month basis. However, the date situation isn't guaranteed, but you can only make the most out of the situation and try and put a positive outlook on what's going on. You know, it's very difficult for vendors and planners and everyone in the industry is going through this. So you are not alone. And there is so many people to reach out to. There's webinars, there's other brides you can talk to. I'm sure there's support groups on Facebook. I know when I was getting married and being a toaster, I was in the toasters getting married group, which was so helpful and so supportive throughout the entire process. I think there's just only positive thoughts and vibes. And I know it's stressful, but just hang in there because at the end of the day, you're still going to have an incredible wedding and it's still going to be everything you imagined. It might just not happen right away. Yeah. That, listen, um, I mean, it's such a, it's such a scary time to be in. We know that even, you know, ourselves, um, we've been off of work for five weeks now. That's five <laughs> weeks that I've been away from Lauren <laughs> and Lauren makes sure I eat every day. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have my wife to tell me <laughs> lunches. <laughs> now I don't eat lunch. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's so hard. And I know that it seems like you're by yourself, but you're not. Yeah. It's, it's truly happening to everyone. And, you know, I have friends getting married this year and it's so stressful and so overwhelming, but you have to do what's right for you. And at the end of the day, just enjoy the process. And I know it sounds silly, but truly enjoy what you have and your wedding doesn't have to be canceled. I know you can do Zoom weddings now. You can yep. go to City Hall and get married, but look, you'll have an ordained minister on here. Exactly. <laughs> and Lauren's going to get ordained. We yes. can marry you <laughs> via Zoom, via the podcast. Yes. 
honestly, here at the Bride Center headquarters, also known as East Rockaway, New York, um, <laughs> there's really nothing that we can't do. You know, got to make the most of it. I've always been a big believer in that. And just do whatever works for you. Yeah. And take this time, you know, in quarantine to really just, you know, bond, um, you know, with your groom or bride and, you know, enjoy each other's company. Because the truth is that marriage is really about like the good times as well as the hard times. And, you know, you'll get through this, you'll get through this time and um, have a, you know, what is that? Like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? Yes, absolutely. Like, I might be getting... <laughs> you know what I'm I saying? mean, take up a new You'll skill, learn something that you guys can do yeah. together. Dustin and I have taken up gardening. We are, we bought a house last year. So we're kind of taking the time to make it our own and take the time that we wouldn't have been able to take if I had been working to do projects around the house, learn a new skill, play a game, learn new things. That's another great suggestion. I love to bake. So I've been taking up baking and cooking and just day by day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now is, now is really the time Um, we all, we all always complain that we don't have enough time to do the things that we want to do or to get the rest that we need. And now we have nothing but time. (laughs) So there's no excuses. (laughs) Um, so now I met Lauren after her wedding took place, but you know, as soon as I started, you know, working with you, you showed me your video and your photos. And, you know, I ate all that <laughs> up because I love this. I love this stuff. So um, I just want to let all the listeners know we're going to upload, you know, some photos to give everyone an inside look into Lauren and Dustin's wedding. Um, they had a beautiful wedding as well as a beautiful weather day. And it really showcased you know, the love that you and Justin have. Oh. Justin. I know I meant to say Dustin, but I mixed it's okay. I mixed it all. I mixed <laughs> Dusto and Dustin. It happens all the time. <laughs> Tell Dustin I very much know him. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm looking forward to the exact same thing for my big day, which isn't happening yet, but I'm just putting that when you least expect it, Esty. Yeah, the book is read, you know. <laughs> um, I'm so excited that you were able to come on the podcast today and share your wedding experience with all of the listeners. Um, I want to let everyone know where they can follow you on Instagram and see some of your amazing cooking and baking and all of yours and Dustin's journeys and your adorable dogs. Um, and you can follow Lauren at low gesso which is l-o-j-e-s-s-e-a-u and lauren never says this enough but i'm gonna plug it for her because she should that you can follow her baking on frosted creations um (laughs) she does some of the best baking that there is oh thank you you know in this quarantine it's really time to just you know get that baking going um and 
just so you should also know, Lauren is a dog mom <laughs> and she is like the god of dog moms. Um, so for all the dog content you could ever need, you must follow Lauren's dog Instagram featuring her Australian shepherd and German shepherd at Marvel underscore flash. That's exactly how you would think that it is. <laughs> but just in case, that's M-A-R-V-E-L underscore flash f-l-a-s-h and lauren i'm so glad that you came on the podcast thank you this is Um, so fun (laughs) and i'm so honored to have been asked to be on here anyone needs anything i'm here to talk if you just need a friend and you're stressed out about your wedding i'm here feel free to reach out i love talking everything wedding so yeah Yep. And I can't wait to be back at work. I know. Sitting next to your smiling face and hearing your loud good morning every morning. <laughs> By the time that we get to work, Lauren's already been up for like five hours. <laughs> so her day is very much started. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for having me. This was so much fun. And I hope we get to do it again. We're definitely going to do it again. Um, except we'll be able to do it sitting next to me. Perfect. Not social distancing. <laughs> Not social distancing. But we did follow the rules today. We did it all by phone. Thank you so much for tuning into The Bride Tender. You can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for your wedding fix each Monday. Make sure to share with your friend, your fellow bride or groom, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your friend, and pretty much anyone, as it's the comedy hour you never knew you needed. You can check me out and all my Instagram stories at The Candy Guru. Make sure to follow my candy table displays at Eventpire my event blog showcasing the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista, and of course, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your future wedding, and hiring the best in the business for your special day. Don't forget to give a follow to Lauren at Lojusso and see some photos from her wedding day for some inspiration for your special day. Until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings, stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week.